appropriate agenda. I want to be involved in conspiracy. Worry about those that do. Well, because it's harming the country. This is just near the table, especially wobbly today. That is. I installed some wobblers. Jesus Christ. Make it extra wobbly. Oh, welcome everyone to the meeting. Chaplain today is Joe. Wrong. Chaplain today is Eric. Wrong. Nope. Laura is our chaplain. No, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would like to read a quick segment from LGB, or sorry, not LGB, (laughs) LBJ's uh, transcripts from a phone call with his uh, tailor. Pretty famous. Yes, please. This is him describing a pair of pants he wants. Now, the pockets, when you sit down, everything falls out your money, your knife. (laughs) Everything. So I need at least another inch in the pockets. And another thing, the crotch down there, where the nuts hang, it's a little too tight. So when you make them up, give them an inch that I can let out there uh, because they cut me. It's been like riding a wire fence. These are almost, these are the best I've ever had anywhere in the United States. Response? Fine. But, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So leave me. You never have too much margin there. See, if you can't give me an inch there where the zipper, <clears throat> it's a burp, ends around <laughs> under under my bunghole. Um, it's not real. So I can let it down there, <laughs> let it out down there if I need to. So he can let what out down there? Like his his nuts, his nuts. Oh, okay. Nuts. I didn't know oh, if it was a farting God. thing. Thank you for that. That was uh, that was really enjoyable. Who was that again? Uh, oh. Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson, the national shitter. Well, welcome everyone to the meeting. Uh, the first and only weekly podcast brought to you by Conspiracy. Uh, Conspiracy is myself, Jake Ediger. I'm fine. And then around the table, we've got I'm Eric Gray. I'm also doing okay. I'm Joe. I yep. I'm fine. I had a, a nice sleep. Nice. <laughs> nice. And filling in double duty for Romy Sklar and Anna Breen, it's the amazing Laura Burgess. Laura, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing good? So happy to be here. Can you do something funny like Romy and Anna? Um, I can try my best. That's, all right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Both. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are like some really big shoes to fill. We'll yeah. try. Romy's got pretty medium sized shoes. R- Romy's a exceedingly average sized guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I refuse to comment on how large Hannah's shoes are because I, I don't know. Anything. I would guess she was like a seven and a half. Well, your your words, not mine. You heard it here first. <laughs> Hannah Breen is a seven and a half. The topic today is presidents. Uh, this is coming out on Super Tuesday mm-hmm. or right after. So we thought we'd theme it around uh, what's going on and focus on some of the uh, the lesser known moments in presidential history. Um, and we'll go into some superlatives. Uh, I'm going to start it off uh, with Calvin Coolidge, our most oh. dad energy president. Mm-hmm. The cool man. <laughs> Uh, one of our nation's most unique presidents, Coolidge had several odd behaviors that were noticed during his time in the White House. Uh, first of all, he rode a mechanical horse for exercise. 
After his horse riding activities were reportedly curtailed by concerned Secret Service agents, Coolidge installed a mechanical horse saddle in the White House. The machine ran on electricity and was able to mimic the bouncy agitation of trotting or galloping, and Coolidge wrote the contraption up to three times a day, believing it was beneficial to his health. That's a great way to hide the fact that the president uses Sibian. Yeah, I was going to say, because there's, there's no real, I mean, by me- mechanicalizing the horse, there's no real, like, muscles gained besides those of under of where LBJ wants to hide his nuts in his pants. Yeah. It's just vibrating. Yeah, so it's just kind of him sitting on the horse for extended periods of time and all the Secret Service having to sit around and be like, you done? I bet the First Lady rode that horse far more than he rode that horse. You mean Melissa Coolidge? <laughs> Good old Mel. Can you but that's the kind of stuff you get with a, a president that has served in Massachusetts. You get great qualities. <laughs> can you gain muscles on, I'm asking you, Laura, can you gain muscles on your taint? Is that possible? I'm doing Kegels right now as we mm, speak. But that's Is like that on the taint? That's not, no, that's not the taint, though. Are there, are there wait, like... Wait, 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 wait. What is, so when you say taint... Taint. Between the genitals and the butthole. But mm. like the superficial like like areas, not the things that allow you to control that area mm. wait can i get what are these called is these lats like, can i get like lats but just in between my legs yeah what kind of definition can you get going inside of a taint so i think that you can i really do think that you can so with physical therapy right because it's all the same muscle mm-hmm. so with like well, physical therapy oh, in the, that particular the taint i yeah, thought you ahead. said just all muscles no <laughs> Well, it's one that they just stretch. It's like a hop vibration. Okay. So they have, um, like when you're doing pelvic floor physical therapy, it works all of those muscles. Okay. And they actually um, will insert weights into your vagina. And they, and you, and you, and you lift, I'm not kidding, you lift yeah. the weights. Okay. With your vagina. So mm. yes, I think that you could get lats on your taint if you. Hot. Are you happy now? Eric? You tried really absolutely. <laughs> I'm going for a summer beach look. So. <laughs> bathing suit that really highlights your taint, just like a strong, just bulge, <laughs> not near my penis. No. What's going penis on down is... there? Are you flexing your taint? What? No. Ah! Ooh, sorry, got bend over. Looks like a child's <laughs> fist. <laughs> I'd also love to see the the doctor that gave him that like. Um, that idea of an exercise workout. He's just like, I'll tell you what you got to do, Mac. <laughs> you got to get yourself up on a metal horse and you got to ride three times a day. No less than three times a day. And while you're doing it, you better be smoking Marlboro Red cigarettes. <laughs> who are the strongest people on earth? Cowboys. That's who. Live like a cowboy on an electric horse. <laughs> cool, which has his workout outfit too, which is like chaps and like a, <laughs> like a tiny Ass hat. Yeah. Melissa, come in. <laughs> Melissa, come in. I'm on it. I'm on it. I look like the cigarette man, Melissa. Huh? <laughs> well, uh, involving his other health peculiarities, uh, he enjoyed having petroleum jelly rubbed on his scalp as he ate breakfast <laughs> in doesn't? bed. Um, he pardoned a raccoon. He was uh, fond of animals, uh, collecting everything from birds uh, to lion cubs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Did they all live in the White House with him? Yes. Uh, Wait, there were live flying cubs or taxidermies? Uh, I believe there were live animals oh, that lived you. around the White House grounds. God, um, I assumed it was a taxidermy lion cubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not. What are those called when they, when you uh, have all like the pinnings of uh, the butterflies and have all the... Oh, yeah. What is that? Is it not Ta- taxidermy. Taxidermy? No, no, <laughs> no. 
I'll come back. I'll get back to it. Doesn't matter. Lepidoptery? I wish. Herpetology. Just kidding. That's a study of snakes. That's why I'm in this room with all you guys. Anyway, in Thanksgiving 1926, an admirer sent him a live raccoon with a suggestion that he cook it and consume it as part of the family dinner. Um, Coolidge, being wary of raccoon meat, pardoned the animal and soon became a close friend of him and his wife, Melissa. Uh, they named the ra- the raccoon Rebecca. <laughs> Man, 1920s America rules. <laughs> when they're just like, I'm going to send the president a raccoon for Thanksgiving. <laughs> for the great job he's been doing. <laughs> Mr. Coolidge, I trapped you with this raccoon. Let it feed your kid. And the secretary, like, let it in. Let- <laughs> She's like, male, live raccoon. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're good. And then the president being, you can't fool me, raccoon. I've had your meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've gotten one too many tapeworms from your kind, raccoon. I've already Instead, lost. You will be my friend. I've already lost three sons to your kind. <laughs> I also like it befriended him and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> also, did it had it committed a crime that he needed to pardon it? Or is it kind of one of those higher beings to lesser beings things? I think it was that. Yeah. I permit you to to be here. Also, is his wife's real name Melissa? No. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, if I had gotten that spot on first time. Uh, moving on from Calvin Coolidge to Herbert Hoover. Ooh. We've got the double enunciation, the boys. Hoove, uh, our most afraid of maids president. Um, this is my superlative that I've given him. Uh, Herbert Hoover, our nation's 31st president, was also the president most afraid of the House staff. Um, he apparently did not want to see House staff, and he didn't want House staff to see him. Spoken like a man that caused the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> well, he hated the pores. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Hoover said it was about creating a sense of privacy, um, but most people agree it's just old-fashioned racism. Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, he was really serious about it, and the staff eventually developed a pattern of hiding from Hoover when they heard his fo- footsteps, and they had a bell that they would ring uh, a couple times if it was the president or three times if it was first lady, and if you heard the bell, you'd like pile into a closet or jump behind a bush so the president couldn't see you. It's pretty wild. And they mean old school racism and not in the fact that like today's racism where there's an actual different skin color. It's like back then where they're like, get this Italian made out of here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Old school. Pure, pure <laughs> hatred for one's not own like family. <laughs> oh, that man's a sixth cousin. <laughs> Look at that Irishman. He's got a tinge of orange in his beard. He's probably been eating too much of that. See, the thing I can't get over here is if they're doing it effectively um, and he's walking around, he doesn't know whether they're in the closets or it's an empty room. He's just farting the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> doing some super weird fucking shit. <laughs> uh, finally a room that's empty so I can masturbate. <laughs> One, two, three. That's how people masturbate back then. Where, where's old Cal's mechanical horse? <laughs> Let me crank this thing up. <laughs> Eric's miming turning a crank because that's how you'd run that horse. <laughs> they didn't have outlets back then, did they? They had power by then. Oh, ah, never mind. At some point. No, maybe not. It was a great depression. Uh, it started in 1929 mm-hmm. and it ended in World War II, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We should have got had the Great Depression longer. 
That's today's hot Joe take. Joe for president. Joe for president. I am not a That's crook. His one, <laughs> his one platform. <laughs> bring back the depression. Hey guys, bring back, I would bring love back the depression. I would love trying to get out of the Great Depression or, or like running for it. And they'd be, hey guys, why are we seeing this as a bad thing? You know, <laughs> I feel like everybody's hanging out a lot more. Nobody's really working. Everybody's kind of like just chilling out and vibing. Why don't we just keep this depression going? <laughs> <laughs> are selling their children on the side of the road. <laughs> for meat. That's a perfect <laughs> economy. That's a perfect economy. <laughs> Joe anyway. Zoller, let me tank this fucker. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the maid hiding practice continued on uh, all the way through until Harry Truman came into office, uh, which uh, Truman almost immediately noticed the behavior and asked, why are these people hiding behind bushes and peeping at me? And... Um, his staff explained to him what was going on, and he said, yeah, okay, they, they don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Wait, it, so other presidents came into office, and they're like, where's the staff? They're hiding from me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for actually sure. good with that. Wait, and it was the same staff, though? For each, like, wouldn't each president bring in their own set I of people? I think uh, house staff carries through, mostly. How That's funny would it be if people got fired? I'm like, a Republican maid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I can't imagine if FDR was about to release a stop that behavior. <laughs> I just mean he grew up rich. He grew up rich. <laughs> oh. Let's uh let's deviate a little bit over to our nation's other presidents. These are people who've played president on television or film many times. Oh hell yeah. Fun. Who do you think has the most films, film roles as a president? Mm, give me a second. I know this isn't the answer. You're good, but who is the guy from? Uh, he played it once. Billy Bob Thornton. Did he play? <laughs> oh, he played the president in um, in Bridget Jones's Diary. And I yes. remember being like, "That is the most oh, fuck you casting the English uh, could give us." In uh, uh, Love Actually. Love Actually. Yes. yes. Same same universe. We just piss on America, England. <laughs> Billy Bob. Thorne, yeah, and he's like president. he's like a womanizer. That's the he story. Wasn't a womanizer. Like in public, he was just like that woman has a great fucking set of cans. <laughs> like at a press conference. Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> and the new prime minister is yeah. like, you can't say that, you man. Kiss. You can't say that. You can't say that. You have to bang your aides behind closed doors. That's what this movie's about. <laughs> uh. Um, anyway, the winner is actually a guy named Ronnie Cox. I was going to say Ray Wise. Is that a person? Yeah. He's the, <laughs> <laughs> he's the dad from Twin Peaks. He's always like Tim oh, and Eric shit. I feel like oh. he's always minor B-list movie like president. Okay. Maybe. I'm just going off the Wikipedia count. Uh, um, mm. And Ronnie Cox had he was the big winner with four. You might, not, might know Ronnie Cox as Drew Ballinger from Deliverance. Which, which deliverance guy is was that? he the pig the pigs the no. pig boy no mm-hmm. that was um what's his name someone's dad They're, his kids are famous now right <laughs> anyway uh, Ronnie Clocks played uh, president in Captain America nineteen ninety Martians Go Home nineteen eighty nine Murder at sixteen hundred and Nadia's Promise what was Nadia's, Nadia's Promise, promise? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we need to find out what Nadia's promise is, Someone right? Someone look up Nadia's promise. I'm on it. 
Do you guys know what uh, who was next up with uh, three presidential roles? I mean, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Deep impact. Olympus has fallen and London has fallen. So yeah. technically two characters. Same. Although yeah. in the first Fallen, he was acting president. Oh. Wait, so what is... Oh, so he so wasn't elected. The third one came out. What was it? Like Rose's Fallen? What was the... It is there matter. a new Fallen? Yeah, there's a new Fallen. A new blank right. is Fallen. Speaking of, I saw Deep Impact this past weekend. <laughs> yeah. That movie's terrible. <laughs> 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 that movie's Elijah Wood escapes <clears throat> a meteor wave on a bike <laughs> with a baby on it. I just thought, I kept thinking, he's climbing a mountain on a dirt bike with a baby. If he falls, if he messes up once, he is a teen astronomer. If he messes up once, this child is squished between him and Maria Bello. <laughs> oh, also up th- uh, up with three film roles. It's uh, Gregory Harrison. You guys know Gregory Harrison? No. I don't. Um, but it's because he played Jonathan Hayes in uh, the made-for-TV movie series First Daughter, First Target, and First Shot. I think I've seen the movie First Daughter yeah. with Katie Holmes, yes. right? Different movie. Different? Was it My Date with the President's Daughter? Different movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, what's uh, Chasing Liberty when the president's daughter runs away and goes see Europe? That's closer, but different movie. This, this, is, Gregory, this, this Gregory is, Harrison fellow is very handsome. Yeah. Uh, this is more, this TV movie series is somewhere like, um, you guys are familiar with the, the concept of softcore porn, right? Absolutely. This is like softcore action. It's like a softcore Where they core don't like show like spy thriller. They don't show the knife going into the body, but like you know someone's it's getting have, stabbed because yes. there's like motion. Heavily suggested. <laughs> yeah. All the intrigue is is hinted at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know there's a plot, but they're never gonna show you the files. <laughs> oh, and then on TV, the big winner. Guesses. There's oh, no wait, way you're not going to know. Well, there's got to be. There's. If, yeah, I'm not going to. I only think of Martin Sheen in West Wing. Right. Oh, oh hell yeah. Iconic, well, that's what man. I mean. It's got to be been... somebody who's playing the president through all. Is it um, Joe Sheen? <laughs> <laughs> or Joe, uh, what's their, what's Joe their real name? Joe Estevez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Jeff Pearson who played the commander in chief on three separate shows. He was President Wayne Banning. <laughs> 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 Imagine someone being president named Wayne. He definitely had a mechanical horse. Uh, <laughs> and then he was president John Keeler on 24, and then returned to work with uh, uh, Kiefer again as president, former president Cornelius Moss on Fox's Designated Survivor. Damn. Oh, fucking A. Yeah. Who's that show for? <laughs> the desig- the one, the thirteenth member of cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I hope everybody this else dies. This could be me. <laughs> I mean, they told Kiefer about that role too. Like, all right, Kiefer, you're you're a regular guy. You're you're Kiefer. in the cabinet. And he's, I don't care. <laughs> Give me more booze. <laughs> <laughs> Kiefer, Kiefer for cre- created a role where he wouldn't have to take off his sweatpants. Yeah, well, I feel like the entire time he's wearing whatever he goes out to the bars afterwards. Like, <laughs> I want to be president, but I know I'm not getting changed. <laughs> well, listen, we have to, Kiefer, we have to have you in the White House. You have to look nice. I'll look nice for nobody but my dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Get a lousy lost boys. <laughs> yes, Mr. Swan. Please just get on set. We just we need to want. film this. <laughs> we, have, we have 30 more minutes of screen time. We have an hour long movie to shoot. Look at Kiefer. Oh. I salute you, Mr. President. <laughs> no, Kiefer. Look at in a mirror. Kiefer, you're the president this scene. <laughs> You have been for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going around making the 24 sounds. <laughs> I don't want it to just look at me. Bring him behind the closets while I'm filming my scenes. <laughs> I don't care that you go to Emerson. <laughs> Fucking get out of my sight. <laughs> oh, Kiefer. What a treasure. Oh, we got to have him on the pod, right? Well, he's a long time, he's a long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, you guys want to do Jackson or Tyler? Uh, cool. I feel like Jackson's, Jackson's immediately going to come into genocide, right? Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say Jackson might be a little Maybe bit more. Maybe Tyler? No, let's go. Let's, uh, oh, we're going to talk about a little uh, uh, something else about uh, Andrew Jackson. Uh, our nation's most sensitive president. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> He murdered someone. Yeah. Uh, our controversial seventh president was notoriously thin-skinned. Over his lifetime, Jackson would participate in over a hundred duels, all of which he called for himself. <laughs> That's the statistic. I would. So wait, was he like? Because he survived. Also, I think he was physically the most thin-skinned president as well. Um, but like, did, did he survive all these duels because he'd like be looking at them, leaving out the window after a bad meeting, and he'd just be sitting there, and be like, "I challenge you to a duel." <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then they don't, they don't show up afterwards, yes. <laughs> and he's just like hanging out the field, like, "Oh, where's this guy? Huh?" Another W for Jackson. <laughs> Strike it up on the board. He like whispers it as he's. Yeah. Walking past them in the hallway. Huh? Fucking Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Andrew, you want to say something to me? (laughs) Said I said you. Your your tie is pretty cool. (laughs) 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 Fucking. Well, no, I'd like to say that that's why he survived, but it turns out most duels in this area, uh, it was most about showing up and not chickening out. And they would end up firing up into the sky or away from the target. The, the main goal wasn't actually to kill the person. Yeah, it was more of a thing. And so, but he he, he still had this reputation. Uh, I'm going to go through a few choice selections. Uh, it's 1806. Lawyer and famed duelist Charles Dickinson, <laughs> different Charles, accuses Jackson of reneging on a horse bet. Uh, the two trades insults, uh, trades some insults in the local press, uh, and Jackson calls for a duel. Jackson for a duel. Uh, they go out to do the duel. They take their paces, turn, and Dickinson blasts Jackson square in the chest. Jackson doesn't go down. He just keeps teetering there. He slowly aims his pistol at Dickinson, who, per dueling rules, can't move until Jackson shoots. Jackson pulls his trigger, but the hammer jams. This, per dueling rules, does not count as a shot. So Jackson gets to reset his pistol, take aim, and shoots Dickinson square in the chest. Dickinson dies later that night. Yeah. Is this the bullet that would stay in him for, like, ever? With the one into Jackson? Yeah. Jackson had a bullet that was, like, constantly in his chest, I believe. Maybe. Yeah, unless he got shot in the chest multiple times. That might have happened. You know the one where uh, that guy tried to kill Jackson and his gun misfired? 
So then Jackson yes. proceeds to start beating that man to death. Yes. Oh it's Secret Service had to pull Jackson off the assassin. That's wow. what well, that was coming up later is that he was walking home from a congressional fu- funeral. This guy, so he was jumps out, murdered, trying, trying to tries to shoot him. That gun doesn't work. Pulls out another gun. That gun doesn't work. So Jackson just starts beating him with his cane. Jackson, <laughs> thinking that it was a coordinated att- attempt on his life, the whole time he's beating him is shouting, "Let me alone! Let me alone! I know where this came from." <laughs> the guy was not an assassin, just a mentally unstable guy. <laughs> <laughs> So he would just so he he knows there's another assassination coming. <laughs> just two mentally unstable gentlemen yeah. on the side of Pennsylvania. Oh, <laughs> uh, DC was in so much fun. Uh, so wild, <laughs> constantly getting burned to the ground and stuff. Hey, people are like DC now, fucking lobbyists and cocaine. <laughs> nah, Andrew Jackson used to beat people to death on these streets with his cane. You think you're cool with your vineyard vines? Fuck off. <laughs> 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 yeah, Jackson used to keep it real down here. Um, one more from Jackson. He was 18 the year's 1803. Jackson, uh the uh commander of the Tennessee militia is quarreling with the newly reelected governor of Tennessee, John Sevier. Sevier, um uh, he had said some shit about Sevier during the election. Now Sevier's been reelected. It's contentious. Um, they're getting into a public public argument, and Sevier accuses Jackson of adultery because Jackson's wife is still married to another man. What? Yeah, I don't know. So it's like technical adultery. It's like technical adultery. Jackson loses his shit, replying <laughs> manically, "Great God, did you mention her sacred name?" And then they both started shooting at each other and got pulled away. <laughs> Jackson immediately challenged Sevier to a duel. <laughs> After the gunfight. <laughs> well, all their guns failed to fire, as we learned. There was no gun that worked back then. It was just everybody using it, having a concentrate. <laughs> I love that they all carried backups, like this crazy yeah, guy yeah. on the side of the road. Oh, and you've only got one shot. You better make it count, brother. <laughs> like, how many guns can you possibly pull out of one right. place? Like, Ask John 16 Gun the pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Here's his secret. He's got 17 guns. <laughs> He's out. (laughs) Not yet, asshole. (laughs) So they they, they said uh, the duel location, Sevier ends up running late to the duel. So Sevier is on his way there when he runs into Jackson on his way back. See, Jackson had been at the location waiting there long enough to get pissed and start heading home. So they immediately start throwing insults at each other. Uh, and during the argument, Sevier's horse runs off with his guns. Jackson pulls out his guns and begins chasing Sevier, who Sevier <laughs> ducks into the woods and starts hiding behind a tree. Uh, their seconds have to come in and calm them down, and they eventually walk away without any bloodshed. That's the other thing. You got like a fluffer at it. Like the second at a, at a good duel, you've got a second guy to kind of like pump you up. And then if... What happens if you die? The other two just start shooting each other. I think if you die, the duel's over. Right, but then why? Do, why have a second? <laughs> just to verify that one person. Oh, just to I verify guess. the rules are being followed. I think sure. it's so. Like two different parties could be like it wasn't murder. It was. Oh. It was a gentlemanly argument. It just sounds like a lot of bitchy, catty attitudes, and they need the people to be there to keep them like true to their word. Yeah. I and that's kind of how men work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get quotes on these insults that they threw at each other, like prior right. to the duel. 
They seem <laughs> like, pretty like. What kind of insults are you talking about? It was about, I mean, mostly about each other's wives, it seems like. Dude. They just so love these... their wives too much. <laughs> 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 There's one crime I'm guilty of. It's loving my wife. I too, sir, am guilty of my loving my wife, but more than you. <laughs> <laughs> I love my wife. <laughs> I loaded these bullets with love from my wife. <laughs> wow, what a great president. That man loved his wife. Wow, there he goes off to slaughtering a whole group of people. Yeah. <laughs> my so, wife, Jack- I have returned from murdering in your honor. Let's make tender love. <laughs> so Jackson's going to go down in history for his... Yeah, those are the loving. And some about the Cherokee. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and lastly, we have John Tyler, our least likable president. Most fuckable, though. <laughs> mm, sexy. He's not. Daddy like. If I know one thing about him, it said he would have loved Borat quotes. <laughs> Uh, he was before his time, oh, man. Oh, consistently ranked amongst the least amongst the least liked and least notable president Virginia <laughs> <laughs> presidents. Uh, Virginia native John Tyler was first elected vice president under William Henry Harrison in March 1841. One month later, he ascended to the presidency after Harrison's sudden death. We all know Harrison died because of um, the weather. <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's right. Um, During his presidency, Tyler struggled both domestically and abroad, but his biggest blunders came after his time in the office. See, uh, at the end of his first term, he's unable to secure the nomination from his party, so he formed a new party, the Democratic Republicans, and had himself nominated. He did not get elected to president again. Um, Following his defeat, he retired to a Virginia plantation named The Grove, which which he renamed Sherwood Forest after the Robin Hood setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did not take to farming, and his neighbors, uh, not fond of him, appointed him to the minor office of Overseer of Roads to mock him. Because <laughs> he was a president, and now he's like <laughs> city council. <laughs> Say even less Everyone. than that. Because <laughs> oh, roads back then, they didn't actually pave or anything. No. It's just, it's just the, the, the... You just got to keep the, the grass secre- off. The, sec- <laughs> the secretary of roads... <laughs> roads just a place people walk a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> he has an office in town, and any time any newcomer comes in, they come in, and he's just like, "Well, where's this road?" He's like, "It's over there." Follow me. You got to take. There's he's like a tour guide. There's like three roads in this town. It's hard to forget them. Which one? Oh, the one with the big tree. <laughs> So all the biggest oopsies come out come right before he uh, right before the end of his life. Uh, a staunch advocate of states' rights, Tyler was appointed to the Virginia Secession Convention um, in the lead up to the Civil War, where he consistently voted for secession. Uh, he believed a clean split of the states was the only way to avoid war. Uh, he was later elected to the Confederate House of Representatives, which was the last office he would hold before his death on January twelfth, eighteen sixty-two. He died of. All I could see is that he got sick basically throughout his life, and the older he got, the longer he got sick for. And then this is just like the, that was the a, final sick. That was a thing, though, that you had like everybody, like there were people that just had like kind of like chronic sickness. Yeah. yeah. And there was no real like reason for it. He was just a feeble, what it was. A feeble yeah. boy. And, I think um, it was syphilis. and he finally just couldn't. <laughs> it was just syphilis. I think that's what they call it. <laughs> 
slow acting so, cow syphilis. <laughs> Just after midnight on January 12th, uh, Tyler took a sip of brandy and told his doctor, Doctor, I am going. To which the doctor replied, I hope not, sir. <laughs> doctor, I'm going. Going where? <laughs> which, yeah. which road? <laughs> Uh, Tyler replied to him perhaps it is best and then he died Uh, Tyler's death remains the only one in presidential history not to be officially recognized in Washington owing to his allegiance to the Confederate States at his funeral the coffin of the 10th president uh, was draped in a Confederate flag he remains the only US president ever laid to rest under a flag not of the United States Mm. good (laughs) fucking Confederate. <laughs> and that's all I got for fun presidential facts today's warden. Hey. It's Joe. That's me. So the conversation we're having today is presidents. Uh, so now you've been elected president, and I don't want the first thing that you're going to come up with because those have to be pretty safe. You got to make sure that nobody's really freaking out as soon as you get there. You got to today. We I want to hear Kiefer. I want to hear what your big <laughs> social change to this country. It can be anything oh, what you want, okay. but you also have to. You can't say why it's important to you. You have to say how you're going to feed it to the people. <laughs> I'm going to sell a, it to the people. You got to say what. Is so good about it that you're that the people need to believe. Uh, so say like, ooh, uh, everybody, everybody is gonna constantly be forced to do duels again. Uh, okay, because you're bloodthirsty. That's not why you're selling. You're selling it because it's a calling. Well, that's also a bad one. Mm-hmm. But like something that the people have to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll start. Babies. They're communal now. No individual babies. Every baby gets taken to the baby center at the center of town, and they are raised sort of hands-off in a playpen-type situation. Um, And then select numbers of them are brought up for further training and education and basically create a um, um, a caste system Mm -hmm. starting from the babies. Um, create workers, uh, doctors, uh, smart smarts, um, uh, just general laborers. Just give everyone a purpose and 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 cut down on extraneous education, schooling, d- teacher salaries. Just just streamline the whole thing. Communal babies, communal babies. Um, this is going to reduce. This is going to help reduce the population. Wasted time, you know, uh, and, and depression. I think everyone's going to have purpose. Communal babies. Mm. You're probably wondering why I changed the name of the United States of America to the People's Republic of China. (laughs) Well, if you look at national deficit, we're not making a ton of money right now. You know who is? Fucking Chinese. So when Russia cuts a check to China for oil or coal, guess whose bank account that's ending up in? Yeah, ours. Ours. We have all their social media handles. We have all the bank accounts. Now all that good, good shit China's going to get becomes America shit. Or, as I like to call it, China too. Uh, I would say that we're probably just going to get rid of dogs. No dogs? No dogs. Oh, Fuck off. Why? Um, well, I think that they weaken us probably as a society. I think it's it's hard for us to get angry at other things that we don't understand as ourselves uh, with dogs around. Um, and when the aliens come down, it's going to be real tough to get people to shoot them in the head. Mm-hmm. But yeah. secretly, I'm going to abscond them all the way to a secret place. You know those videos 
Um, where so, people like where people when the aliens come down, it's gonna be hard to shoot the dogs. No, it's gonna be hard to shoot the aliens because people are gonna be like, oh, we gotta feel for them. Because uh, at one point, dogs were aliens. Right. So okay. Was, Carry on. Sorry. Um, you know those videos where people are in a full room of puppies. Yeah. And they're like covered in puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Just I want to have puppies. like a giant entire area that's all dogs, <laughs> <laughs> and then I can walk it's into like a every factory time. farm. I never had a dog when I was a kid, and I just want to walk around and have all of them come up to me and be like, "You're the only person that's here," and be like, "You're goddamn right, I am." <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing away with modern medicine in incomplete. Oh, completely. Um, I think that. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Sniff too close. Keep going. Very close. <laughs> We're gonna get rid of modern medicine completely. When uh, um in science, draw the line of modern for me, mm. so I know what we're talking about going in. I so I think that most so basically all healing will be done uh, through crystals. Oh. <laughs> we're so we're not, going like thousands of years. back. We're going so thousands is of years here. back. <laughs> 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 Manifesting in the size seven and a half shoe. <laughs> <laughs> And if you do end up, so if you do, I think the hospital should still stay open. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of like anesthesia and bullshit like that, we'll just show old reruns of like The Office and Arrested Development. Okay. And that will be the medication. Ooh. I think a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to die. But they'll be Population in like waiting rooms and stuff. Population control. <laughs> what would you rather, what would you rather be, be, uh, sentenced, I would say, by a doctor to live a long life, um, full of health but no entertainment, or die quickly while watching The Office and constantly being entertained, <laughs> while well, coughing up lungs. Uh, do you guys, you guys, read about those like rural hospital closures? We should all just like buy one and turn it into like a dope ass paintball house. <laughs> I feel but like not, not close down in, the hospital. No, but once you close the hospital, go. Like, running. But we get to play paintball in your room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my cool friends get to play paintball. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not want your cancer drugs? <laughs> <laughs> this is how we afford it. It's like Patch Adams to the nth degree. Yeah. <laughs> just like that's the kind of privatized medicine that I want. This <laughs> 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 is Bloomberg and his cool friends can just. Kind of hang out in the hospital in Nevada, I'd be in. whatever. <laughs> I'd be in, but I feel like all old hospitals that get bought are always like haunted. Like there's been a lot of hospitals around here yeah. that are like old, and I don't even know if they're psych wards. But like my friends would always be like, "Oh, we're gonna go smoke weed at this old hospital," and I was, it was always spooky. Here's the problem, Joe: not a lot of people are selling off their new hospitals. What do you want from well, us? Well, it's that kind of economy. I mean, it's a second-hand hospital economy. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not trying, if you're not looking Vintage. for a fixer-up hospital, I don't think you're, you're a, serious about getting into the hospital industry. N- not everybody can have a Porsche of a hospital. You know what I mean? I, what I what I would really like is maybe a a, a geo of a hospital. Yeah, or get a reliable hospital. Get a hospital that you're not going to you know double the price in maintenance over the years. I'm certainly not going to flip this hospital or wrap around a tree pole because I'm going too fast trying to impress my friend. <laughs> Uh, I knew kids in high school they just lease hospitals their parents would lease hospitals it's irresponsible they'd crash a hospital they'd get a new hospital brand new every year it's irresponsible to give a child what is ostensibly a child a hospital that nice (laughs) knowing that their brains aren't fully developed yeah Uh, 
Oh man, I want feudal lords and like future capitalist America to legitimately own hospitals and have conversations like this. <laughs> well, just Tyler could just walk into your room whenever, just kind of hang out. Yeah, what was that Terry, uh, terrible Terry Gilliam movie? Brazil? No. I was, gonna say was it Terry Gilliam? Is like London on Wheels or something? Oh no, or, that's Peter Jackson. That's uh, what is it? Peter London? Jackson. London is fun. Uh, strange machines. Yeah, uh, mystical machines. It's just uh, giant, giant cities rolling around on wheels. Yeah, Ooh, that's what oh, I pictured. What it? It's yeah, it's something. In... Someone driving around their hospital instead <laughs> of <laughs> instead of ambulances, <laughs> the hospital comes to you. To you. Well, I love the idea for that movie because it's probably just a guy sitting in London. He's like, oh, London, yeah. What if we, what if we put this thing on wheels? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> See it running around the desert. How wild that be? Listen, mate, you put London on wheels, all the other cities are going to get wheels too. New York's going to be in the sky. <laughs> I think actually it might be a plot point in that movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. sorry, spoilers. What is that? Strange Machines. Let's just leave it at that. Strange Machines. Well... I think that's going to be it for tonight's episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, We've been Conspiracy. This has been the meeting. Uh, Thank you, Laura, for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Great. Goofballs. So fun. Yeah. uh, I've been Jake. I've been Eric. I'm Joe. All right. We'll see you next time. Actually, no. Find us online at Conspiracy Loves You. Uh, or email us at the meeting with conspiracy oh, at gmail.com. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody that you know about this. Yeah, podcast. just recommend us to people. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna beg. I'm not gonna beg. But just do it. Okay? And I'll, I'll challenge you to a duel. <laughs> challenge you to a duel. I, I hear you did life. not recommend my podcast on Apple's podcast. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's like that's absolutely been a thing that's actually happened. <laughs> Knowing the podcast community. <laughs> Click. Damn it. Click. Ah. Why did I buy these replica guns from back then? We all know they don't shoot. <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll see you t- uh, next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.